1: Hello everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Glad to welcome you back to the Crimson Tide Sports Network. It's time to preview Alabama's opponent for this week as we bring you the other booth brought to you by Alabama One Credit Union, a proud partner of Crimson Tide Athletics. It may be the fourth Saturday in October this year, but we always call this rivalry game between Alabama and Tennessee the third Saturday in October. And we're joined now by the longtime voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, Bob Kessling from his office in Knoxville. And Bob, it's great to see you. How's everything going in Big Orange Country?
2: It's going great, Roger. Uh, you know, you're right. You, you would think that the SEC schedule makers could just figure out on the third Saturday in October, let's just plug in Tennessee and Alabama, but it just doesn't work out that way every year. But still great the two teams are playing, and I think everybody on both sides is looking forward to the game.
1: We certainly are. And for Tennessee, what can you tell us about the season for the Vols? Uh, got off to a 2-0 start, but then losses the last couple weeks against Georgia and Kentucky.
2: Well, the last two weeks have been uh, very disappointing. Uh, the second half, especially of both the last two games, have been disappointing. Tennessee had the lead at halftime against Georgia. Couldn't get anything done offensively in the second half. And uh, Georgia went on to win that game handily. And then Tennessee uh, was down 17-7 to at halftime to Kentucky. They had thrown two interceptions that were run back for touchdowns in the first half. But uh, Tennessee scored right before the end of the half and then got the ball to start the third quarter. So you thought, well, if Tennessee can drive down and score, then they'll have the momentum. But uh, they went three and out and punted. Kentucky went down and scored, and that pretty much uh, uh, turned the whole game around, and Kentucky then went on to win the game. So uh, I don't think anybody around here is very satisfied with how the second halves have gone in the last two weeks, and now they've got to turn things around against uh, the second-ranked team in the country. So it's a big challenge. What
1: can you tell us about the quarterback position right now at Tennessee? Jarrett Garantano has played about as much as anybody in the SEC over the last few years, but was benched a little bit this past game against Kentucky. What's the plan at quarterback for the Vols this week?
2: Well, they pulled him for a series just after he'd thrown the two interceptions back-to-back and kind of let him uh, collect his thoughts, but then they put J.T. Shroud in the game, and then he threw an interception, and they put Garantano back in. You know, it it has been – I think there were so so many high hopes for Jarrett this season – because of the fact he's a fifth-year guy. He'd been with Jim Chaney now for two straight years, the offensive coordinator, and maybe he would take a big step forward. But he's still doing a lot of things that he's done the past couple of years that have frustrated uh, himself and so many Tennessee fans. The fact that he has a tendency to hold onto the ball too much and too long and doesn't make quick decisions and throws the ball late sometimes, and that's what really hurt him against Kentucky. So, Uh, He's not getting a lot of help from his wide receivers and he's not getting a lot of help from his offensive line. And so that's been the focal point this week, trying to get everybody back on the same page, playing hard, playing smart, not making a lot of mistakes. Because, you know, the first two games, Tennessee hardly had any penalties and didn't have any turnovers. But that has certainly flipped the last two games.
1: And you mentioned the offensive line. There was a lot made about Tennessee's offensive line and the wins against South Carolina and Missouri. They were resurrecting that Tennessee Valley Authority nickname once again that we saw from the early 90s. But what did you see from the line against both Georgia and Kentucky?
2: Well, there have been some injuries, and that's kind of hurt the depth. Uh, Jameer Johnson, Jerome Carvin, they haven't played hardly all the last couple of weeks. Uh, Riley Locklear got hurt. They were going to that big jumbo or tanker package is what they called it. And then suddenly they got all these ankle injuries and foot injuries in the offensive line. Uh, And so they've had to kind of go away from that. Uh, They, as again, as you mentioned, the beginning of the season, everybody thought this was going to be perhaps, if not the best, one of the best offensive lines in the country, but they certainly haven't played like it and they haven't protected Jared Garantano very well. And that has been a problem. They have run the ball at times. Okay but it's not been that uh, crushing offensive line that everybody expected. So uh, I think there's been a lot of soul searching this week. And, you know, a lot of times the offensive line, that's more about mentality and just toughness that's sometimes even technique. So um, I think that this week has been a thing where they've kind of gotten together and Trey Smith has talked about it, uh, that they just need to come together and play better. And they've got to rally and and, uh, give Jerry Garantano uh, an opportunity to run this offense.
1: What can you tell us about Tennessee's defense? Who are some playmakers to keep in mind during Saturday's matchup with Alabama?
2: Well, they have one of the outstanding linebackers in the country in Henry Toho Toho, and he's really a, he's a fun guy to watch play. He plays very smart, very, makes very few mistakes. He uh, has uh, lost a lot of baby fat uh, from last year, but he had lost a lot of weight, so it's all muscle, and he's faster, and he's running sideline to sideline a lot better, and so he's primarily the guy that's calling the signals and he's the, the main cog in that defense. They've been, they have been—they fired the defensive line coach this week, Jimmy Brumbaugh, so that tells you a little bit about the fact they're not very happy with the defensive line play and the fact they've not been able to get to the quarterback with their down linemen and have not been able to disrupt the other team's running games very much. So uh, we'll see if this shakeup uh, affects the defensive line and see if they play a lot better this week. Uh, it, it has been... Coach Pruitt has said, really, in all four games, even the ones they've won, they need more turnovers, they need more, They need to disrupt the quarterback better, and they just need to play harder on defense. And they're going to have to do that if they want to stay in the game against Alabama.
1: Alabama fans certainly familiar with Jeremy Pruitt, a both a player at Alabama, a longtime assistant coach, and then went from being the defensive coordinator at Alabama, right to being at Tennessee as the head coach of the Vols three years ago. Uh, just what you've seen from him over these past three years, how has he grown as a head coach?
2: Well, he's grown from the fact that uh, he's he kind of had, had to learn on the fly about managing your time and managing people. You know, when you're the defensive coordinator, you sit in that one room and you grind film all day and then you put together game plans and you go practice. But as a head coach, you got media responsibilities. You have uh, boosters that want to come see you. You've got to go out and speak at civic clubs. It's, it's a lot different than being an assistant. And I think it's taken Jeremy a while to get used to that, that, uh, you know, he's the face of this program not only here in East Tennessee, but across the state and across the country. So it's been a little bit different, but I think he's growing into the role. I think he understands that he has to manage his time a lot better. Um, obviously uh, he's had some success on the recruiting trail. Uh, he's doing it kind of the same way Nick Saban is doing it. He's got specific size and, and what he expects and what, what he, what a defensive lineman should look like. And that's who he's going after. So, uh, I, I think that he's making progress and in the, in the in the recruiting trails. It's just a matter of they've got to get more depth and they've got to get uh, still, they've got to restock this roster even more than it already is. So that's the the one area in which Jeremy Pruitt works every day at, and that's recruiting. And he expects his assistants to recruit every day because uh, I think he's smart enough to know, and being around his dad, who's a high school football coach, you don't to coach a lot of people. You better have better players, and that's what Jeremy Pruitt's trying to do here at Tennessee.
1: Well, this is certainly a big week, Alabama against Tennessee, and even though the Crimson Tide have won the last 13 matchups, it's still a big deal to Alabama fans getting ready for this game, and I imagine the same is true for everyone in Knoxville getting ready for this game on the Tennessee side of
2: things. Roger, I think you're exactly right. For the longtime Tennessee fans especially, this is the game, and uh, players are judged at Tennessee like they are at Alabama. What would you do against Tennessee? How would you fare against Tennessee? And Tennessee players are judged on how you did against Alabama. And uh, they have not had a lot to brag about the last decade or so. And so Tennessee's, you know, you you can't have a rivalry unless, you know, the other team puts up some resistance. So Tennessee's done that, but they just haven't been good enough to beat Alabama uh, for 13 years. So they'll try and turn that around on Saturday. I expect a good game. I think Tennessee will give uh, Alabama a fight and uh we'll just see how it goes on saturday but i know that everybody's looking forward to the game
1: what are some of your favorite memories from this rivalry over the years
2: well i remember the five overtime win in tuscaloosa with casey clausen that was a that was a big win for tennessee i remember uh when coach majors beat coach bryant for the first time and that you know back in the 82 that really turned this whole um the uh, whole program really around for tennessee and for coach majors at that time I remember Joey Kent, play number one from Peyton Manning, 80 yards at Legion Field. So there are a lot of great memories in this rivalry and and, uh, just a lot of great games. What I've always respected about the rivalry is both teams respect each other. And so there's not a lot of smack talk. There's not a lot of trash talking. It's pretty much I'm going to try and knock you down, and then on the next play I'm going to try and knock you down again. And that's the way I think rivalry should be, and that's the way college football should be. So I think this is a healthy rivalry. Uh, and I think it's a good rivalry and I think it's good for the sec and I think it's good for college football.
1: And you mentioned Johnny majors getting that win against Alabama back in 1982. He had a lot of respect for bear Bryant. That was coach Bryant's last game against Tennessee. And uh, unfortunately we got the sad news over the summer that coach majors passed away. What can you tell us about his legacy at Tennessee and how the Vols are honoring him this season?
2: Well, they're putting a patch on the uniform that has his number and then JTM his initials on it. And, um, you know he was uh, a lar- he wasn't a very big guy. I mean he was a tailback, maybe 5'10", five ten, five eleven, soaking wet. But he was second in the Heisman Trophy balloting. He was a tremendous player here at Tennessee, and of course went on to have a great coaching career. Um, he was uh, a larger than life guy. That uh, when he came into the room, uh, he took full command of the room, like all you know all coaches. Bear Bryant did the same thing, and all Nick Saban does it. All the great coaches. You know when they're in the room because the the temperature um, and the atmosphere in the room changes, and that's the way it was with Coach Majors. Had an unbelievable memory. He was well traveled. He went all over the world, uh, and uh, when and he loved history. Big history buff, and um, so he it wasn't you know he loved football, but he had many other sides to him. He loved to read, do different things, and uh, his memory might have been the greatest of any person I've ever met, Uh, you know, when when he went away to Pittsburgh, he was gone for a while. And, uh, and I hadn't seen him maybe in eight years or something like that. And he shows up one day here at the complex, and I go up and say hello to him. And he says, "Uh, Bob, it's good to see you. How's your wife, Tammy, and your kids, Allison and Melissa. (laughs) And I'm going, how in the world do you remember my kids names? Uh, But that's just the way he was. He he had an incredible memory for, for days and, and uh, games and, and players and Roger. One of the things that I had the the best time with him. We found, or he found, all his old game tapes, and we transferred them from film to videotape. And we went through every one of them and talked about the games, the '56 Georgia Tech game, and and uh, uh, the all these different great games that he had against Alabama and uh, Duke and all these games. And he went through, and he not only knew, knew the guys on the Tennessee team, he knew the guys on the other team. And he knew the, the, the what the plays were, and he was talking about, look at how Coach Wyatt had to step this way and do this. It was like uh, football 101, advanced class, with me being able to sit there for about three hours, going over these highlight films with John Majors, and listen to him talk football. Uh, it was special. It was special. So uh, we miss him. I mean, he he would – he would pop into the building every once in a while and come into your uh, office and sit down. And for about 45 minutes, you get a history lesson on Tennessee and college football. So, um, he will, he is, he is missed right now and he will be missed.
1: Well, certainly good memories of Johnny majors and Bob, as we start to uh, close things out again, it's Tennessee and Alabama coming up this Saturday, but after this week is done, uh, what's the rest of the season look like for Tennessee and what do Tennessee fans need to see against Alabama on Saturday?
2: Well they got an open date after the Alabama game and uh, so then that's a chance to kind of regroup a little bit and then they've got uh, got to go to Arkansas, got to go to Auburn, they've got Texas A&M coming in here. So they've got some challenging games coming up. I think what the Tennessee fans want to see is a clean game, no mistakes. play like you did the first two weeks of the season when you won. Don't turn the ball over, don't be sloppy. If you do that against Alabama, they'll run you right out of the stadium. And I think everybody knows that. So uh, they want some consistency and some good play from the quarterback position. I think it's going to be Garantano to start, but I don't. I think he's on a short leash. And we'll see whether it's J.T. Shrout or maybe they go with the freshman Harrison Bailey. But they just want to see good competitive football, and they want to see Tennessee put up a better effort uh, than they did against uh, – Kentucky because uh, that that game was I think and even the players will say it was unacceptable just the effort level and how and how hard the team played Uh, but I don't think there's any question when you start talking about Alabama and you get those crimson hats across from you that kind of gets the blood boiling a little bit so I I expect them to play hard against Alabama and give them the best shot so and you know coach Pruitt with his ties will make sure this is a game of extra uh, importance and emphasis so I expect a good game Saturday. You know, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be a big challenge for Tennessee, but I I think they'll put up a good fight.
1: Well, Bob, we're certainly looking forward to this matchup. It's the third Saturday in October, now just on the fourth Saturday in October this year, Alabama (laughs) and Tennessee. But it it should be a lot of fun. So uh, we look forward to having our crew up there and uh, look forward to you seeing Eli and Chris and all the gang. But thank you for all your time on this Tuesday and uh, best of luck to the Vols.
2: Thanks a lot, Roger. Talk to you soon.
1: All right, that was Bob Kessling. We thank him for joining us on The Other Booth here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Allstate.